Today we're going to play Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition. Um, I'm going to be the keeper of Arcane Lore, basically the Dungeon Master, um, Game Master, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to be running the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I created this uh, little one-shot scenario, so it's going to move fast because I know we have a time constraint. Generally speaking, you know, if we were going to be playing like a campaign in here, this would mm-hmm. move a lot slower. You know, Things sure. would be revealed slow, slowly. There'd be more tension and dread and all that. But mm-hmm. we're going to do what we can in the time we have. So yeah, there we go. Cool. Um, so a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, first off, this is a horror game, which means we might broach some dark subjects and sensitive subjects. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, um, and I know you guys talked about this in one of your podcasts before, uh, what did you call it, Wines and Veils? That's what the, the community calls it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, is there anything, like, any subjects that you don't want me to broach at all? Like, we don't want to cross that line, right? Uh, and if there is, you know, I'll be sure not, not to do that. But I think I'm fine. I don't think there's anything that I, is going to be triggering for me. Okay. No, I'm good. Yeah. Cool. So, then the only thing I ask is if, when we're playing, uh, you start to get super uncomfortable about something that's going on, just call mm-hmm. timeout. I'll stop. We can talk about it and adjust as necessary. Sounds great. It's no big deal. Doesn't hurt my feelings. And, you know, I want everyone to have fun. That's the point of this. So, totally. I am not not here to make you uncomfortable, other than like this is a horror game and it's part of the game uncomfortable, right? Right, right. There's a difference between like I'm having fun uncomfortable and I just want to leave uncomfortable. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we want to make it be fun. So, some of the mechanics here. now, you're going to have skills. Uh, skills. Uh, they're going to have a number attached to it. And the way this game works is you'll roll your percentile dice, and you're trying to match or get underneath that skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do that, that's a success. Now, there's something called a hard success, which is basically that skill put in half, uh, which means uh, you've done it better, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's something called an extreme success, uh, which I forget the math on it, but it's even harder. Right. Isn't it one fifth? Yeah, I think it's a fifth. Four? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, depending on what we're doing, I might say like, "Yeah, roll me a, a you know, a dodge, but it's got to be extreme, right?" Gotcha. So you're gonna have to hit that extreme number, or else it's not gonna work. Okay. There's certain things you can do on certain skill rolls. Like if you fail the first time, you can do what's called pushing the roll, which means you get to try again. Um, now there's consequences with that. If you fail a pushed roll, generally the consequences are going to be worse than what they were before. And I'll do my best to kind of explain, you know, what that might look like. You know, say like you're trying to jump across like a a small chasm or something like that. And you go to jump and you failed. So I'm going to be like, well, do you want to push the roll? And you'll you'll kind of explain like, yeah, how that's going to work. And then I'll be like, cool. But if you fail you know you might break something break a bone or it's going to be real bad cool you also have a skill called luck i may be calling for luck rolls and it rolls like any other skill but you can also spend luck to try and pass a skill check so say you were maybe five points off from uh, winning your your or getting a success on a skill check you can spend luck to pass but your luck goes down by five points at that point. 
And if we were playing a longer campaign, there are ways to regain some of that luck back. But for this session, it's basically gone. So Nice. Just keep that in mind. So luck is a score that you can roll, but you can also spend it as a resource, essentially. True, yep. Yes. Is that right? For sure, yep. Okay, cool. So it's just kind of like that overarching, like, you know, what, what luck, we think luck is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's giving you a little bit of an edge, but you've only got so much of it, and it will run out um, eventually. So Cool. Um, you cannot push combat rolls. If you fail a combat roll, you know, fighting, shooting, dodging, things like that, uh, it there's no way to push that. It's just, you're done. So it's a fail. Um, if you roll a one, that is a critical success. Um, if you roll a 96 through a 100, that's considered a fumble. So crit failure. 96 through 100, so the top four mm-hmm. numbers? Yep. Is that what it is? Yep, yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. I, I think that's about it for this. Uh, Want to tell me a little bit about your characters you created? Yeah, you go for it, Eric. So my character's name is Teddy Von Bandervelt. He is the son of a newspaper baron of some kind. Um, he's from Ogden, Utah originally, but he hangs out in uh, Paris, Texas, I think is where he calls home. And he basically is just a dilettante. So he's had tons of education. He's got like a professorial level of education, but he doesn't really, he's not a professor or anything. He kind of spends his time doing what he feels like doing with all the disposable income he has. And uh, he started getting interested in the occult a few years ago, so he kind of moonlights as a reporter and uses that as a way just to learn about the occult and kind of get his thrills that way. Awesome. Okay. Uh, my name is Francis Dubois, and I'm kind of a, a thug, if you will. And uh, I'm basically hired as Teddy's bodyguard, driver, kind of his, his guy. Uh, not a real bright person, not necessarily dumb, but he's definitely not bright. Uh kind of a dirtier guy he's from bountiful utah that's uh yeah i think that's francis i think too didn't we say like you worked for my dad yeah i was hired by his dad and you were like the driver yeah. and then i started hiring you basically yep. something like that okay cool ogden and bountiful all right let's get into it you y'all ready 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 cool so this is the 1920s uh we're right in the middle of prohibition you both work for Marcus Legati, who's like a mob boss for the area, um, crime family. Um, Legati's kind of known to be ruthless, but he also loves th- throwing these huge get-togethers and parties. And of course, he loves to have alcohol there. You know, that's what everyone kind of comes for. He provides all the guests whatever it is they want to drink. And he usually gets a lot of moonshine and whatnot from a group called the McAllister clan and they live in the outskirts up in the hills um, and they've been pretty good generally with delivering the moonshine because Lugati will pay them quite well for it however they did not bring this last shipment and uh, Lugati's party is coming up pretty soon so you know he's been a little irate about this situation 
and you've both been called in uh, to to talk to him. Basically, uh, he he has a job for you, and he he asked you to come to the. Uh, there's a meat processing like butchering like warehouse downtown. Uh, he owns it, of course, and he's asked you to come to Lawrence Meat Company and Packing to meet with him. So uh, I'm assuming you're both going to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I drive him there. Cool. Yeah, you pull up uh, to this warehouse. You're familiar with it. You've been here before. Um, uh, it's kind of an overcast, cloudy day, a little bit cooler than normal. And as you pull up to the warehouse, you can see two goons out front. And you know you, you know both of them. You know, they're, they're just strong arms, basically, guarding this place. Because even though this is a meatpacking company... Uh, Ligotti likes to run a lot of operations through here and use it as like a front. Mm-hmm. So he's always got security out front. So yeah, uh, you pull up. There it is. The, those two guys are sitting out front. One of them is smoking a cigarette. Um, nods at you as you walk through. They kind of open the door to let you in. And as you come in, it's cooler inside because they, you know, they have meat hanging from meat hooks. You know, different yeah, beef and pork, whatnot. It's kind of the freezer side. And as you walk through the building, you can hear like thuds, like these kind of muffled thuds, like someone's hitting something, you know, like, bam, bam. And you kind of hear like, as you get close, you hear like, bam, uh, uh, uh. Oh no. <laughs> and you get to this section where there's like, you know, those like plastic, like kind of walls, like they've been cut into like strips and you know you can walk through them and whatnot mm-hmm. so you can't really see what's through there it just kind of outlines and you see it looks like someone's maybe hanging from a meat hook while someone else is like beating on them and you see a couple other of the goons kind of sitting at a little card table just playing poker as it's all happening and they kind of give you the nod as you come walking up and they just say hang out here for a minute yeah you know um, and you're probably hanging out for five minutes as this person's like getting beat on. And then there's this loud scream and it just cuts short. And then uh, this man comes walking out and you recognize him. His name is uh, Jimmy the Knife. Oh, Jesus. He is Lagatti's right hand man, like main enforcer. His hands are covered in blood and he's got like a straight razor in one hand that he's wiping off with a towel. And, uh,. He smiles at you, too, when he sees you. He's like, oh, good, good, you're here. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the shipment didn't show up, right? We've had. Yeah. The boss is pissed. Uh, He needs you two to go over to the McAllister's place, get the shine that they owe us, and then also make an example on why you don't cross Ligotti. You think you can do that? Oh, we can do it, Jimmy. We can do it. Good, good, good. Because you know that shindig, it's two days from now, and if we don't have the shine, well, Lagatti ain't happy, and you know what happens when Lagatti ain't happy. And he's, like, wiping his hands, like, the blood off of his hands, kind of to make a point, right? Like, <laughs> I'm already scared of this whole situation. <laughs> he's like, all right, uh, you guys need any tools or anything? If so, talk to the boys out front. They'll hook you up. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. Get it done quick. You know the boss doesn't like to wait. Uh, as fast as we can. I tip my hat. We, uh, I guess we head outside. Yeah. Now, have we seen, is this something we encounter a lot? Like, when if we meet with Marcus or any of his associates, like, people getting uh, 
murdered and beat up. And you have seen it before, mm-hmm. just maybe not this close. So this is a little more visceral than we're maybe used to. Yeah, I'd, I'll say that um, Francis is more comfortable around this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask that maybe you, uh, your character, make a sanity check. You want me to make a sanity yes, check? Yes, please, yeah. Yeah, let me find... First roll of the day. Here we go. So here we go. Here we go. It says extreme success. I rolled 13 versus 65. Yeah, so your sanity is 65? Yeah. 65 is a sanity, yeah. Okay, so you rolled a 13, you say? That's what it says, yeah. Cool, yeah. So even though you've never been this close to this kind of violence, you're well aware that, you know, you're working for a mob family and this kind of stuff can happen. So you're a little taken aback, but you're doing just fine, like keeping it together. So Cool. Maybe I'm a little excited. I'm like, ah, yeah, close to the action. Ah." And Francis, like I said, you've... You've done this before, so... Right. <laughs> I've been a right-hand man before. So, it's not a big deal. So, we, uh, we're we going out to the people out front, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we hear that you got some weapons out here for us. You got something we can use out here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, follow me. And he takes you back to one of the... They've got like a little Model A, you know, sitting parked out front. And he opens the door and he picks up, pulls out a shotgun... And like a little thirty-eight revolver. Take these; they'll come in handy. I'm gonna hand the thirty-eight to my boss over here. Okay, take it. And I'm gonna hold the shotgun because uh, I'm gonna go. I got my own thirty-eight and tap my pocket right here. All right. So you you'll want to note that you have a thirty-eight revolver. Um, it's got six rounds in it. It's fully loaded. Okay. And then that shotgun you have is a sawed-off twelve gauge. And it's got two rounds in it, and he hands you, like, four more rounds. Or shells, I should say. Sawed off 12 gauge. Okay. So, you do know that the McAllister clan lives outside of town. You're not completely sure where. You do know that they're set up in a town called Edgeville. But, like I said, you're you're not sure of the exact location there. Edgeville sits kind of on the bank of a river that cuts through here. Pretty large river. And it's like a main water source for the region. I, uh, boss, you think we should head out to Edgeville and try to find someone that knows where they are? Let's go. All right, let's go. Getting in the car and driving to the the edge of Edgeville. Edge of Edgeville. Awesome. Edge of Edgeville. So as you're driving out there, it starts to rain now. Like the overcast clouds have gotten darker. It's not horrible yet, but it is cutting the visibility down a little bit. You know, and, and during this time, roads are not great anyway. So it takes a little bit longer than you anticipated to get out there. Uh, you probably get out there, uh, we'll say, late afternoon. Um, the town itself is pretty small. Um, a lot of it is just like, you know, one round, uh, one road cuts through here. You've got a little gas station that acts as the general store and also like a cafe. And then you can kind of see some smaller, like maybe houses around it. But you can also see off in the distance, like up in the hills, it's a pretty wooded area at this point, but you can see like smoke coming up from different like chimneys or whatnot from like spotting the hills, um, saying, letting you know that there are more people that live up there. So as you get closer, you can see the gas station is called Kevin's Cafe. Kevin's. Yeah. Um, There's one person sitting out front on a rocking chair, an old man, kind of wispy white hair. 
He's rocking back and forth, smoking a pipe. And he kind of sees you pull up, but doesn't acknowledge you. All right. So we pull up to the cafe, Kevin's Cafe? Yeah. Yeah, cafe, a gas station, general store. Okay. Um, Well, I'm going to get out and ask that guy, because we don't know where the McAllister clan is specifically. We just know we're in the area, right? Right, Right. yeah. You are in Edgeville right now, and you know they live around here somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get out and go talk to the the gentleman who watched us pull up. Okay. Yeah, you get out, and like I said, he's sitting on a rocker, um, rocking back and forth. He doesn't seem to really acknowledge your presence as you come walking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a jar of some clear liquid kind of sitting by his chair. Mm-hmm. Every now and then he'll take a sip of it, and he's whispering, like mumbling, as you walk up. I'm going to, while he's going to talk to that guy, I'm going to go into the place and... And uh, so you can deal with him, talk to that guy, and then we'll deal with me walking in. Okay, sure, yeah. All right, Eric, you want to give me a spot hidden roll? Sure. Just normal. Let me see where spot is. I'm going to have to locate it. Let's see. Okay, spot hidden. That is a failure. I rolled a 36. Okay, cool. Um, If you want to, you can spend luck. Or if you want to push the roll, you can do that as well. Not a big deal. I think uh, I think I'll just go with the failure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're sitting there. Okay. He's not even looking at you, and he just keeps kind of mumbling, really quiet. Okay. Like if you want to hear what he's saying, you're gonna have to get really close to him. Can I? And I don't know if this how it works with Cthulhu, but uh, I know that I picked one skill as uh, listen. Can I try to do a listen check, maybe? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do a listen check. Just as I'm walking up. Sure. Oh, I failed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Seventy-two out of fifty. Yeah, he's just, it's really, really quiet. You're trying to hear what he's saying from where you're standing, and it's just like... Okay. So I'm kind of walking and leaning in, and then I'm like, excuse me, hello. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to get his attention. I'm being very loud. Yeah, he stops rocking, but he's not looking at you. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't say anything. He's just, he can, well, he's he's continuing to mumble, but Mm -hmm. not at you, per se. Okay. So I just kind of blather on. I'm like, we're looking for the McAllister clan. Do you point us in the right direction? He uh, reaches down to the side of the chair and pulls up that jar of liquid and takes a big drink of it. And then he hands it to you. He hands it to me? I'm going to drink it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Give me a constitution roll. I'm like, why, thank you. Um, Let's see, constitution, yep. Success, 43. My skill is 45, so I just barely... Okay, cool, yeah. So you drink this stuff, and oh my gosh, it is strong. Uh, it You give that little involuntary, like, shudder, you know, when you drink, like, really strong alcohol, and it burns going down. Um, you're wondering if maybe you just drank straight gasoline. You're not sure. Um, but pretty soon, like, your, your belly starts to warm up, and you start to feel a little tingly and good. Um, and it's pretty quick before you're like, yeah, this is pretty good stuff, actually, you know. All right. Are you going to hand it back? Are you going to keep it? Or I'm, I'm going to kind of pause. So I drink, I take one sip. And I'm like, whoo, wow, that is strong, my good man. And then I take another drink and then hand it back to him. Okay, cool. Like yeah. wipe, wipe my mouth. All right. Awesome. So he takes it back and he, uh, he looks at you for the first time now. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see that his eyes are a little glassy. And he says, uh, the colorful darkness, do you see it? And I kind of look around, I'm like, yes. 
Yes, I do. But I, uh, I'm guessing I don't see anything, right? Right. No, you don't see anything. He takes another big drink. He's like, good, good. And then he just starts rocking again. Good. Yes. Good. He never answers your question about the McAllisters or anything. And he's just kind of back to his thing. He's not res- really interacting with me anymore. Yeah, he starts kind of mumbling again. and just okay. doing his thing. So I probably kind of sit there for a little bit and then eventually head back to the car. Okay, cool. All right, Francis. Francis. You're inside the cafe. This cafe is kind of run down. Like, there's a few tables and whatnot. When you walk in, you can see, like, half of the place is, like, general store, you know, just some sundry goods and stuff like that. Shelves aren't that packed of anything, really. Uh, And then the other half is for the dining area. Um, You can see an older man um, wiping down the tables with a dirty rag. And he looks up when you walk in, just kind of nods. He's like, if you're here for food, sit wherever you want. I am not here for food, no. Uh, I have a few questions. I think I might be lost. Do you know where uh, I can find the McAllisters? What do you want with the McAllisters? Well, you see, I've got some things they were needing. Uh, And they asked me to bring them but I forgot how to get to their house. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, roll me either like a persuade or a fast talk or something like that. Yeah, I think it's fast talk. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Let's roll that. That's a, that's a bad skill to roll. Uh... I got a nine. Oh, nice. And uh, my my score is a five. Oh. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna use some luck. Okay. To uh, bring that to a success. So. Okay. Cool. So yeah, burn in four luck to make it a success. Okay. Cool. So he kind of looks at you for a minute, and you can kind of tell that he's not a hundred percent buying what you're selling here. Right. But he does eventually say like. All right, follow the main road north a bit. Then you'll see a smaller dirt, kind of rocky road. Cuts off to the left. Take that one. It's going to take you across a bridge. That bridge, um, once you cross the bridge, the road will take you right up to their property. Oh, well, thank you. But, but I'm warning you right now, there's nothing up in them hills for you if you're bringing trouble. Trouble? Ah, there's no trouble. There's no trouble. We're just looking for him to give him some stuff you know uh do you have yeah old man out front you know him yeah that's my father ah something wrong with him why did he say something to you not to me no i walked right by him i just looked a little mumbly little mumbly. Well, I'm sorry that he doesn't speak like you rich city folk, okay? Touche, touche, good sir. I will leave you to your not-talking father and cleaning up your dirty-ass tables. You do that. Thank you kindly. I walk out and get in the car and go, uh, we gotta head up the main road over a bridge, and that's, uh, I think that's their property after the bridge or something. 
Well, what are you waiting for? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it in gear. Okay. And as uh, I want to iterate, as he's driving, I'm kind of talking to myself and congratulating myself for like finding the solution, even though I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm like, ah, I knew I'd find it. Yes. Good job. The Vanderveld's yeah. yeah, always, always win. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, so you're you're driving up the road like uh, he he told you. It's getting a little darker. The storm's picking up. Um, so uh, Teddy starts looking out the window as you're driving, and it's hard to say, but man, it looks like the shadows underneath the trees are kind of skittering, almost like moving a little bit. You can't tell if it's the like raindrops coming across, you know, the window making that happen, or just maybe you drank a little bit too much of that shine. I don't know, um, but man, you can swear that the shadows are just almost dancing. Okay, it's a it's a weird feeling. You're still feeling pretty good mm-hmm. like, from that drink. And I'm I'm probably I'm probably like, hey, could, do you, Francis? Do you see that? Uh, see what, sir? The the shadows. The they're moving. He like wipes nothing on the windshield. He goes, Nah, sir, I don't see nothing. It just <laughs> looks. Must, must be the moonshine. Must be the rain or something. I don't know. Something. Oh, boss, they did say. Some. Uh, you know, I should really get a paper, write things down when people tell me things. I forget well, everything. I keep telling you this. Uh, I think that they said there's trouble in these hills. Something. There's trouble in the hills. Trouble in the hills. Or maybe we're in trouble in the hills. I don't know, sir. Sorry. <laughs> Just keeps driving. All right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So you're driving. You eventually get to that turn off, like you said. I'm assuming you're going to take the turn off. I'm going to brake check real hard. <laughs> like, yeah. like, hey, it skids, I'm sure. And I go, do you think that's the way to go? We talked about your sudden breaking, my good man. You're right. Bows <coughs> uh, in reverse, skids like guns a little too hard, spraying mud everywhere, you know. And then we go up that road. Cool. Actually, uh, it's. Oh, go ahead, sir. Do you think? Do you think we should get out and walk up to this place? Or uh, should, can mean, you not drive? I mean, yeah, it's, let's drive. Just okay. okay. Just starts going. <laughs> So you're driving for a while. It's twisting and turning, kind of going up. Uh, you know, you're gaining elevation. Eventually, you come to an old, rickety-looking wooden bridge, and because of the rain and whatnot, the river underneath it is just—it's very full. It's rushing. Um, a lot of water coming through there. This bridge looks old as shit. It is wide enough for your vehicle. Um, so yeah, what do you want to do? Hey, boss, you think we should get out and cross this or just drive across? It looks treacherous. Maybe we should get out and check the integrity of this bridge. That's, uh, yeah, let's, I'll do that. I'll do that. And it gets out and I'm going to go check the bridge out a little. I'm going to stay in okay. the car where it's dry. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the rain is coming down pretty hard. This bridge, man, you don't know when it was built, but it is, uh. It's like rusty nails holding this thing together and pure grit at this point. Um, 
you're not quite sure um, if it will hold the car or not. Oh. I mean, it obviously looks like cars have driven across here because you can see, like, ruts in the road on the other side, you know, where right. cars have gone. But uh, I'll get back in the car and go, our lot has not improved. I don't know if we should cross this in the car. It looks real bad out there. But it does look like the cars have traveled over it at some point, sir. I'm going to avoid metagaming because I, I, I want it, me... The player, I'm like, yeah, let's get out and walk. I think Teddy would be like, just drive, get impatient, and just tell tell yeah. uh, Francis. I to feel that it. too. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. do it. I'm gonna go for okay. it. Okay, <laughs> you start going across this bridge, and it starts groaning and creaking. You know, as you're going across here, then all of a sudden you hear, and the car sags on one end. Um, I need you to give me a driving roll at this Ooh, point. Oh, baby. Drive auto. Got it. There we go. <laughs> I have an okay amount of numbers in this. <laughs> huh. But not to do that. What'd you get? <laughs> That's an 81. <laughs> um, do you want to push it? Um. So basically what's happened at this point is uh, the bridge has collapsed right underneath like one of your wheels or tires right right and the car is like sunk down uh you can try and push it and drive out of this if you fail though this bridge is going to collapse and take you guys with it fucking i would say push that oh. in fact teddy is literally yelling push it like slam the gas push it yeah. push all right it. all right here we oh go we're pushing Oh, would you look at that? Did you do it? Uh, I don't know if you'll believe me, but that's an 81 again. Okay. So you're sitting there, you're gunning it, trying to go, you know, and for half a second, like, the other tire catches and you lurch forward and you think you're out of the woods. And then the entire bridge just <sighs> falls and you run that car right into the edge of the, like, opposite like bank side mm. and all this water starts to like rush in like it slams into the car you know kind of throwing you around in the vehicle and swiftly starts pushing the car downstream and it begins to fill with water uh, I'm going to need you to make me a swim check to get out of here uh oh that's both of us yep alright okay, let's see swim I'm gonna real roll real dice. Oh no, this is bad. What's yours? Twenty. Mine's a twenty as well. <laughs> well, good game, guys. Thirty-four. Good game. <laughs> good game. Motherfucker. Eighty-seven. So <laughs> you uh, get for rolling real dice the whole time. Um. All right. So, um, Eric, you can spend luck if you want. I, I'm sure you have enough luck. Or you can push it if you yeah. want. Yeah. Let's spend some luck. Let's try that out. Ian, you probably want to push it. <laughs> uh, if I push it and fail, can I use luck to make it succeed still? If you're close enough, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there a limit to how much luck you can spend in one go? No, man. If you want to spend like 60 luck, do it. But that 60 luck's gone. Yeah. Uh, let's push it. Uh, going for a 20. Come on, you fucking dice. Don't fuck me like that. 
Oh, baby. That's a 29, and I'll push. Ooh. I mean, I'll uh, use spend luck, luck. Yeah, okay. to make it a success. And then, Eric, did you spend luck, or are you going to push it first? I'm, I'm going to spend luck because I want to learn how this works. Do I roll again, or am I spending luck to adjust my current roll, right? Uh, you spend luck to adjust the current roll. So, so. and just like um, D&D, is it hitting the number or below, basically? So yeah. the, the 20 is the target. So let's see. Let's yep. do some math. I think that's 14 I need to spend. That's rough. Yeah, for sure. What? And if I push it, I just roll again, but it's a harder goal. If you fail, the, the consequence is bad. The consequences are worse. Let's right. just spend the luck. That's fine. Okay. That's cool. fine. So let's see. All right. And then um, once you're done with that, give me a luck roll, both of you, please. Oh, okay. 41. Uh, that's a success. 37. I have 73. Cool. Luck roll. Uh, that is also, I literally rolled a 37, and my luck is now 41. Cool. All right. So you were able to hold on to those weapons as you got out of the vehicle and made it to the other side of the bank so they didn't get washed down with the car. So you still have your weapons on you. But at this point, you're both soaking wet, you know, just crawled out of the the river. It's raining. It's cold. Um, Yeah. What do you do? I start yelling at Francis. (laughs) Francis! Why do I pay you to be my driver? I tried to get us out of there, boss. I'm so sorry. We gotta, we, we're in deep trouble. We don't have a car now. Yeah, you're watching as your car is pushed downstream and like rolling and like eventually just kind of sinks into the deep part of this big river. So fuck. Well, let's finish the job. Maybe they have a maybe they have a car up there we can just take. Maybe we can buy it. We'll see. Oh yeah, we we might be able to do this. So yeah, let's. Uh, I stow the shotgun in my coat. Okay. I've got my thirty-eight up here in my thing and my trusty fucking rusty knife. It's a horrible... <laughs> rusty knife. It's like a... Now, I have a question really quick. Do you have yeah. the thirty-eight or do I have it? Oh, I had my own thirty-eight. You have so your own So we both 30. have a thirty-eight. Yeah, and I have okay. two rounds. Sweet. I have two speed loaders that I just keep with oh, me. Oh, nice. Sweet. Nice. But I only have two, so... Whatever happens, it's out. All right. So I'm assuming you're getting back on the road and kind of hiking up there? Yeah. Cool. All right. It takes a while walking, you know, probably another hour or so. But you eventually come to this really rusted out kind of metal gate that's in front of the road. All these no trespassing signs, you know, on there. It's a locked gate, but I mean, you could climb over it easy. Let's do that. Or even just walk around it, because there's no fence. But <laughs> Let's climb the gate. I want to climb, climb it. over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah, parked right next to the gate is actually another vehicle. Oh, okay. Oh, I want to go check it out. It's a really nice-looking, like, Dodge Model S1. Um, like, you know, like, these cars are expensive. It is out of place up here. Oh, I check it out for sure. Cool, yeah. So... Not much is inside. Um, like, uh, are you checking everything out or tell me what you're doing? I'm going to definitely see if it's open. If it's open, I'm going to get in there and look around, open the glove box. I'm going to give it a good once over. Cool. Yeah. Pop so, the trunk. 
yep, you pop the trunk. Um, there's nothing in the trunk other than what looks to be a blood stain and a crowbar with bits of hair and blood on one end of it. I touch the blood. Is it wet? Um, yeah, a little bit. It's sticky. Like I wipe it off on my coat. But it's not dry. Ugh. I sniff it. it. Smells like blood. Yeah, gross. I wipe it <laughs> off. Yeah. Do you taste it? No. no. <laughs> Thought about it. Didn't do it. Do the whole Bruce Lee thing. <laughs> okay. Um, both of you give me a listen check. Oh, shit. Oh, that's not good. Fail. Oh, you even have good listen, too. I have good listen, yeah. Uh, that's a 30, and it was a 20 is my score. So, no. Nah. Okay. So, fail. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to hear because it's raining so hard. Um, mm-hmm. It's, like, hitting the top of this car, too. So, it's just clack, 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 you know. All right. But that's all that's in there. Um, in I'm the taking the crowbar. Cool. I just kind of yeah. wipe it off. Yeah. And then hold, keep it on hand. Awesome, cool. All right, let's uh, hop the fence or get in there. What are you doing? Okay, you guys hop the fence. Are you going to go up the main road or are you going to side skirt it or what you doing? I think we should go to the side. I don't think we should waltz on down there like we own the joint. Do we, because they've kind of told us that the, uh, the McAllisters can get a little crazy. Do we feel like we need to be careful in our approach or are we just kind of like, let's just get this done? Well, I feel like those no trespassing signs are a pretty big uh, thing that's like, hey, we shouldn't be here. So, yeah, like, you've never directly dealt with the McAllisters. Okay. But you do know that, like, you know, moonshiners in general aren't very trusting. Because, gotcha. you know, they're, they're doing something highly illegal. Right. Uh, for the time. And, you know, they don't want anyone poking around in their business. Okay. Yeah, I would say let's be, let's not just go up the main road then. Let's yeah. be okay. off the main road. Yeah, um, give me both stealth rolls then. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Here I go killing again. 20, Jesus. What the fuck, man? Oh, so close. Oh, wait, no. A 20 is my score and 24 is my roll. Um, I'm just going to take the failure. I'm going to eat it. Okay. Um, all right, yeah. So you're both trudging up there. Oh, this is bad. Going. I got a 99. Oh, oh yes. no. Awesome. Very cool. <laughs> okay, cool. So you guys are, quote unquote, sneaking up there. Right. <laughs> Heavy quotations. And, uh, yeah, right. Um, Francis, as you're kind of moving through, you're trying to, like, climb over this tree that's kind of fallen over, like a not a very mature tree. And as you're going over, like, that main branch snaps, and it is super loud. Like, crack! Oof! And you just both freeze. And for a second, you think you're okay. But then you see two big Rottweilers come padding up. And as soon as they see you, they start growling. Oh, fuck me. And we are in combat now. Oh! These dogs will kill us, bro! (laughs) Nice doggy! Nice doggy! (laughs) Yeah, they are not happy to see you at all. Uh-huh. Oh, um, man. I don't know much about the stats for the weapons, so I'm not sure okay. that I have these filled out right. Um, when we get to that point, uh, I cool. can help you out for sure. I have it written down. Okay, so for as far as combat goes, this is how it works. There's two different ways of doing it. Uh, we can either go 
and whoever has the highest dexterity goes first, or we can actually roll a dexterity check, and whoever like passes the best, you know, goes first. I'll leave it up to you on how you want to do it. Um, any preference? What's the most fun in your experience playing this game? I always like rolling because then it does give you a little bit of agency. Right. You know? Okay. I'll roll. Because, I mean, these let's dogs roll. have pretty high decks. They're going to go first if right. go the other way. Well, let's so. roll. Let's, yeah. let's do, cool. it. do it. Roll a dex roll. Success for me. Failure. I got a hard success. Would you roll like a one? 28. Four. Oh, nice. And my dex is 75. Okay. And then uh, what'd you get, Eric? I got 45 and my score is 35, so I failed. Okay. Cool. So... Ian, you'll go first, then the dogs, and then Eric. All right. I'm screwed. Okay, so these dogs are about, I'm going to say, probably 50 yards, like, in front of you at this point. They've started the move like they're going to, you know, they've started the charge, basically. Oh, so they're moving. Yeah. As soon as they saw you, they started growling, and then just, boom, they're, like, running right at you. Oh, no. If I shoot the gun, the jig is up. We're here, mm-hmm. but I don't want to try and shiv a dog because that'll it'll <laughs> probably kill me. Well, you would probably know this, but uh, Teddy's definitely going to shoot that gun. Like, all right, it's uh, pretty much inevitable. I definitely I'm going to. Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's get gangster. I'm scared of dogs. Teddy doesn't let me. Not Teddy. Uh, Francis. Fucking Francis don't like no dogs. Fucking Francis. Fucking Francis. So Francis pulls out the shotgun and is going to wait till they get closer to till they're in range, basically, and just blast. Yeah. So the range with the shotgun, like close range is five yards. The extreme range for this sawed off is 10 yards. Yeah, I'll wait till they're in five yards before I shoot. Ooh-wee, buddy. Okay. I mean, even if I have to wait till they take their turn, that's fine. I will... Wait till they're in range and fire. Oh, shit. Um, I'll let you wait. Um, you can still go first. So go ahead and roll me a fire firearms. If you have shotgun, cool. I do. Firearms. I have shotgun. Here we go. What the shit, man? You D10s, you're going in the garbage. Fuck you. <laughs> that was a 94. It's a failure. Oh. That is a failure. Uh... Okay. It always takes my brain like a second and a half to realize the high number is bad. Like, it's 94. That's good. Nope. Nope, that's bad. That's horrible. So, here's what happens. Like, they're running right at you. You're waiting, hoping to maybe catch both of them with this blast, you know, because it spreads. You pull the trigger, but you're not used to this shotgun. It's someone else's, and the trigger is a hair trigger. So when you go to pull it, it fires off way quicker than you think it's going to go, and you just completely miss. Like, you can see the earth and mud kind of kick up right in front of them uh, because you pulled the trigger too soon, and (laughs) they just run right through it. And uh, one of them pounces on you, and the other one's going uh, for Eric. So here's how this is going to work. The way combat works is when someone is attacking you, you have the option of dodging, Mm-hmm. Just to try and avoid it completely, or fighting back. Um, okay, and that determines on what you roll. So if if you're gonna fight back, you roll like a 
fighting brawl or something like that or a fighting knife or a knife, you know, whatever you got on you. Since okay. you have the crowbar, you know, you could uh, use something like that. And so fighting back would be more like I'm going to roll power where dodging is dexterity, something like that? Um, yeah, so like it's just based off of the skill, right? You have a dodge skill. And then what would I use to fight back? Just brawl, brawl or something like that? How, how are you going to fight back? I probably use the crowbar to fight back, I would think. Okay. It's in my hand. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> crowbar in one hand, gun in the other. Yeah, exactly. Just making sure there isn't a certain skill for that. Because it breaks down to, like, sword and knife. And right. I have fighting skill one, two, and three. I think those are where you... Fill that in, yeah. Specialize. I'm not specialized yeah. in any... Oh, okay, then, yeah, fighting. just the fighting, then. Okay. Like fighting brawl. Okay. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Uh, on D10, if you're rolling percentile, double zero. It's a zero. So yeah. I rolled a six. Awesome. So I said, cool. I think that was like a excellent success. Yeah, it's extreme. It. And this dog failed its attack roll. So. Nice. Attack of the cloud. Yeah, basically it comes running up to you and jumps up and you just boom right in the head with the crowbar. So the way the damage works now, right? Mm-hmm. As far as that success goes, is it a normal success, extreme success, or... Um, how I'm not sure how to gauge, so my score is 30, or my number, like my brawl mm-hmm. number, and then I rolled yeah. a 6, so you I'm guessing were, it's... That's one uh, away six. from extreme. Yeah, extreme. Yeah, extreme. Cool. So you're going to do max damage plus max damage bonus. Ooh, alright. So you should have a damage bonus on your character sheet. Oh, it's so terrible. My damage, bo- damage bonus is minus 1. So you'll do max damage <laughs> minus 1, then. And then let me look up the damage for the crowbar real quick. Uh, 1d8. So 8 points of damage. So 7. Yeah, 7 points okay. of damage. And then the dog has... You brain this dog. It basically jumps up on you. You crack it, and it just falls to the ground twitching. I'm really okay. glad I grabbed that crowbar. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Francis, same thing. This dog's jumping up at you. You're going to dodge you're going to fight back? Uh, let's go with fight back. Okay. Brawl. I'm just going to use my hands. Yeah, all right, make your roll. <laughs> oh, man. That's an 11. Okay. Uh, my number is 75. Oh, yeah. That's good. Another extreme success, good. and this, and it got like a, it rolled 100, so crit fumble. <laughs> so it jumps up at you, and you're just like, boom. Nice. Smack it. So same thing, you're going to do max damage plus uh, damage bonus. So, max damage with my hands, what is that? Let me look up what it would be for hands. We're not going to waste too much time, so we'll just say 1d4 plus your damage bonus. Uh, so that's 1d4 and 1d6. Nice. Yeah, same thing. You just crack this thing. I want to say that as it jumped up, I grabbed it and broke its neck. Snap! Cool, yeah. You snap its neck and boom. You're just sitting there now with two dead dogs in front of you. Um... Give me a listen check real quick. Is that for both of us? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think that was an extreme success. I rolled a 7 and my listen is 50. Cool. I rolled a 15 and mine is 20. Uh, Also, um, for Teddy, I'm going to have to ask you to roll a sanity check. This is probably the first thing you've, like, violently killed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
zero. So like zero zero. Oh, that's uh. Wait. So double zero Ten on the tens, tens and then and zero zeros. on the. It was a ten then. Okay, cool. We'll call it a ten. All right. So, you, you I'm gonna you lose one point of sanity from this. Okay. You're a little shaken. Just you know, it's never happened before. You never had to kill a dog with a crowbar. <laughs> it's brains. Oh God. But as you sit and you're kind of staring at like what's going on, uh, you can hear off in the distance voices. Um, you hear um, uh, there's two people calling out, Rufus, Jack, get back here, Rufus. And the voices are getting closer. I think we should hide these dogs and hide. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's I'm also going to pull back the hammer of my revolver just so it's ready. Okay. See, I think we should drag him into the shrubbery and hide there with the two dead okay. dogs. Yeah, roll me stealth checks then. Stealth. Oh, also, these dogs are still twitching as you're moving them. Ugh. Okay. That is a fail on stealth for me. That is a 30. That is a success for me. Okay. All right, so... You kind of drag them off into the brush, and you're waiting, and you see two um, two men kind of come up over the hill, and they're wearing dirty clothes. Like, subscribe!